Welcome to the Coloring Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah Fair, and I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. Macomb, Michigan. It's such an honor to be able to be a part of your life right now, whether you are listening or watching this, whether you are listening on iTunes, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Google Play Music Store. Um, Another place that we recently just got into was iHeartRadio. So that's pretty cool. So you might be listening from iHeartRadio or Spotify, um, but wherever you're partaking in this, I am a firm believer that it's not by accident and that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that has a plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. So if this is your first time being a part of Color and Chaos, I'm just going to real quick go over what Color and Chaos is. Um, I know sometimes when I tell people the, the name of the podcast, they always tell me I should change the name. But there's a reason. There's a reason for the name. And, and there's a reason why the name is all one, Color and Chaos. I know, if I'm being honest with you, that it's in the moments of uncomfortability, of difficulty, of challenge, of hurt and pain within my life, it's in those moments that I want to do everything I can to try to get away from it. And I know I'm not alone in that. Anybody on this planet uh, does not like uncomfortability. That's the reason why it's uncomfortable, because we like comfort. We like to be just secure and okay and not have anything that goes beyond what we may expect to happen within our life. But we also know it doesn't take long to live in this life that a lot of times it's the things that we expect won't happen. And when they happen, it kind of blows our world up. And I know that looking back at my life, it's in the moments of chaos when I stop relying on my own strength or my own understanding. Those are the moments that I get to know my creator, savior, sustainer the most. Not only that, but I stop relying on my own strength. But instead, I look towards my creator, savior, sustainer to offer me a a plan and purpose for my life that goes far beyond anything this world or even my own understanding can offer. And so that's what this podcast is. It's just a cry that there is color in our chaos when we stop looking to ourselves and instead lean into our creator, savior, sustainer, asking and begging, Lord, help me, help me see you regardless of what I go through. And so that's color and chaos. This is a cry for the Lord to just help us see him in the chaos. And so it's an honor that you are here. It's not by accident that you are here. I feel however you became a part of this, whether you stumbled across it by accident or somebody sent this to you, my, my hope and my prayer is that this will meet you in a real and relevant way. And so a part of that, uh, one of the things I love doing on this podcast is praying for you, opening up in prayer and uh, just inviting the Lord to meet you wherever you are listening or watching this right now. And so I would love to pray for you and I would invite you just to be a part of this regardless of where you're at in your walk with the Lord. I would just invite you just to open up and just say, Lord, I'm here. Do whatever you want to do within my heart and within my life. So I want to pray real quick and then we'll jump into today's episode. All right. Lord God, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to be able to um, do this podcast this week. And Lord, I thank you for the person that is listening or watching this. Lord, they and they alone know exactly what they may be going through, the hardships, the difficulties, the challenges um, that they have been through, that they may be currently going through, or that they will go through. Lord, we invite you right now to help us be vulnerable with you and you alone. 
And so, Lord, in, in the in the quiet, in the in the, the solitude of wherever the person listening or watching this is, Lord, I just pray that you meet them in a real and relevant way. Lord, help me just be laid bare uh, before you and before others. And uh, Lord, I just pray that anything out of my mouth is from you, and any anything that we talk about, Lord, that you just steer the conversation. We need you, Lord, and I'm nothing without you. In your name, we pray and we surrender. Amen. No matter who you are, each and every one of us has insecurities. I know for me, it doesn't take longer than five minutes of being in silence and me just being alone without any distractions or noise and without, you know, turning to a device or something to kind of get my attention off of the uncomfortability of silence. It doesn't take longer than five minutes of just being alone in silence with no other stimuluses. It doesn't take me longer than five minutes for me to kind of start to have feelings and thoughts that highlight my own insecurities. One of the things that I'm insecure about or just uncomfortable about in general is the unknown of something going beyond my expectations of today, of tomorrow. Um, And just that's just very uncomfortable to me. And I like to to have more of a knowledge of of what's going to happen or what's going on. And so that's something that I'm kind of insecure about and uh, something that's just uncomfortable for me. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. Another thing that I'm uncomfortable about and kind of insecure about is being around other people. And that might be a shock for those that that have met me um, in, in, in real life and not just met me on this podcast. Um, I mean, even on this podcast, I can completely understand why somebody would maybe um, see me speaking on a podcast and be like, wow, you know, he's just very confident and he's just very just strong in being able to speak. You know, I don't know if I could do a podcast and send it all over the world. And, And I completely understand that. But I know within every single time I do an episode or I'm around other people inside, I'm flipping cartwheels. By the grace of God, doing this podcast, I can, if if I start stuttering or I start to mess my words up or something, I can I can just pause it and edit it out to the point that you never really see that or hear that. Um, but it's, it's just still uncomfortable for me to even do this podcast. But I know that it's in the moments that I stop saying like, okay, Lord, like I'm going to allow this insecurity to have the final word. Those are the moments that I see the Lord doing so much more with me than anything I could have done on my own. And so for those that that know me that are just like, man, you are so extroverted. In reality, I, I really am not. Inside, I feel like an introvert that for some reason by this, by the grace of God, that I, I like force myself to be extroverted because it is so uncomfortable. And that's just how I how I handle uncomfortable situations. I kind of force myself to do what I'm uncomfortable with. But still, there's insecurity there. Each and every one of us have an insecurity. And in my quiet time, when I've been seeking the Lord and His Word, one of the Psalms that the Lord has uh, led me to, or one of the passages in the Bible the Lord has led me to, is a Psalm of David. And it's found in Psalms 62. And so I'm going to read this. This is Psalm 62, verse 5 to 6. And then I'm going to also read verse 11 and 12 and just talk a little bit about it and then go into um, an experience that I had recently. But this is Psalm 62, verse 5 to 6. David says this, Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress 
where I will not be shaken. I'm going to read that again. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, where I will not be shaken. As I was reading this, I couldn't help but just just look at what David is writing and almost see this as a prayer. David is saying, let all that I am wait quietly before Lord, for my hope is in him. So David in this moment, he's, he's inviting the Lord, saying, Lord, help me wait quietly before you. He's uh, acknowledging the reality that it's, it's hard sometimes to wait quietly before you. So Lord, help me do what I can't do on my own. So he's saying, let me wait quietly before you, God. And then he starts to say, because at the end of the day, I want to wait quietly before you. Why? Because my hope is in you. It's really crazy because David, when you when you read the scripture, David was a, was a handsome, strong, very talented man to the point that when he was a kid, the Lord said, look, that is, that is the king that I want to be over Israel. And, and people started to see that this little boy inside was, was, you know, mighty and had so much talents and gifts that people started to reject the, the king that was currently over Israel, Saul, who was much older, had much more abilities and talents and, and was handsome himself, very handsome, even more handsome than David. He had everything that the world would look at and say, hey, he has it. But the people started saying, okay, well, he might have all that, but this, this guy named David, man, he has something even bigger. He, he's, he's, he's a better king than, than who we currently have, which his name was Saul. And so, so David, the, the people saw so much within David, but David is saying, look, no, 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 my hope isn't in me and what people say about me. My hope is in you. So David, just like I kind of shared with you, David is being acknowledging his insecurities. He's acknowledging what he's, who he is and what he lacks. So not only is his hope not in his own ability, but he's saying right here, he's saying, no, no, my hope is in you. And then he goes on to kind of flesh that out. Okay, yes, David, you say your hope is in God. What are some of the reasons why your hope is in God and not your own ability, your own understanding, your own strength, or your own talents or whatever it is? He goes on to say, he alone is my rock and my salvation. When I think of rock, I think of just firmness. So no matter where David's thoughts or emotions or, or feelings or insecurities, wherever they are going in his heart and his mind when he has those five minutes of silence or, or a whole night of silence, wherever his thoughts and, and heart goes, he's acknowledging, Lord, you are what keeps me centered so that I don't drift off to all these other things. And, and, and I don't even get lost within myself and my own insecurities. So he's saying, you are my rock. You keep me firm. And then he goes on to call the Lord his salvation. So salvation is just a fancy word for freedom. You are my freedom. You are my deliverance. So he is saying, Lord, you are what frees me from myself and my brokenness. You are my rock. You are what keeps me firm whenever my thoughts and, and my feelings and emotions are going astray and saying all this crazy stuff. You are what keeps me secure and you are also my freedom. You deliver me from myself and, and, and others as well. And, and, and he kind of goes into that, that idea about others, that you deliver me from others by saying, Lord, you are my fortress. 
So a fortress keeps you secure from outside threats. Uh, you can have a fancy fortress, but if the enemy is within the fortress, the fortress doesn't do anything to protect you. But he is saying, Lord, you are the fortress that anything that gets to me has to go through you. And so whether that's other people or whether that's even himself, because he already said my hope is in you. So his hope is in him within the fortress. His hope is in the fortress itself because he knows inside the fortress, him and him alone, he is a threat. That, 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 that he easily can just go AWOL and, and attack himself. So he's saying, Lord, my hope is in you. You are my rock. You are, my, you are what keeps me firm. You are my freedom. You are my salvation. He says, you are my fortress. And then he goes on, where I will not be shaken. So you keep me alive. And then he goes on in, in verse 11 and verse 12. He says this, God has spoken plainly and I have heard it many times. I just kind of want to pause there for a moment. There's some of you maybe that are listening or watching this. Maybe you can't say that. Maybe you can't say, I have clearly felt and seen or heard the Lord intervening where I am, regardless of, of where you are in the highs and the lows. Some of you may not feel that you can say, oh, yeah, I, I know that the Lord has been working and meeting me where I am. But David is saying, look, I have. So regardless if you have or not, I invite you right now just to kind of just say, okay, okay, here is somebody who says they have heard clearly of the Lord. Okay, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Like what does what is what is some of the things that you can take away from those moments where you feel the Lord? So David goes on to say, I have heard the Lord speak plainly to me. I've heard it many times. So he's saying, Lord, we have experience. We have background that, that like we have time together. But then he goes on to say, okay, with all the time that I had with you, what are some of my conclusions from the times that I've heard you? He goes on to say this, power, oh God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, oh Lord, is yours. So again, regardless if you have experienced this in your life, regardless of where you are in your walk with the Lord or your intimacy with him. David is saying, look, I have experienced an intimacy with you. And at the end of the day, power stands out to me. Not my own power, but your power. Power, oh God, belongs not to myself, but to you. Unfailing love, oh Lord, is yours as well. So power and unfailing love. Love that is not un unrequited. Love that, that isn't just given and not given back. But he's saying, look, unfailing love. Love that meets me regardless of where I'm at, regardless of my insecurities. He's not saying, Lord, I've heard you many times because of my love towards you. He doesn't say that. He says, look, I have heard you many times. And when I know that you are working in my heart and in my life, when I, when I reflect on the reality that my hope is in you, that my, you are the rock, you are my salvation, you are my fortress. When I think about who you are, Lord, I realize that it's your love that does not fail me. So David is reflecting on the fact that, look, not my own power, not my own love, but Lord, no, you, you are the God of power. You are the God of unfailing love. I share all that to say that I had a moment the other day um, where one of my good friends um, just asked if he can kind of come over and, and he wanted just to have some time and pray. And so we're praying for each other, we're praying for the students, but there's this moment that stood out to me where he starts praying for me. 
And one of the things that he starts praying for me about, he, he, he lays a hand on me and he starts like praying and interceding for me. He starts to pray, Lord, I just pray that when Jonah sees himself or thinks of himself, that he doesn't just see himself, you know, Jonah, Jonah doing this or Jonah doing that or Jonah speaking or Jonah, you know, whatever, that he doesn't just see himself, but that he sees that it is you working in him, that it's not the things that he lacks or the things that he is strong in or the things that he, he, he is secure in or the things he's insecure in. It's not about that. But at the end of the day, wherever Jonah goes, Lord, you go. Wherever Jonah is strong, it's because you are strong, Lord. Wherever Jonah has a boldness, it's because you have a boldness. So he was just praying, Lord, basically fill Jonah with the reality that is not by him and his strength alone that he could do anything, but it's you and you alone, God. And so it was just a powerful just prayer and reminder of, wow, Lord, like, you are the power. You are my hope. You are my fortress. You are my strength. And all that to say that, that you listening or watching this, the same is true about you. Anything good in me, any strength in me, any or, or anybody else in your life that you look up to or that you, you say like, wow, that guy has, is gifted. Anything good you can see in any single person is not them, but it's God working through them. And likewise, any way that we lack, at the end of the day, we can invite the Lord to fill us with his fullness. Lord, fill me with your fullness, regardless of maybe what you're going through. Maybe you're listening or watching this podcast and you're saying, look, I just feel like I'm lacking in, in different ways. That's, that's a really good first step. And that first step of you acknowledging that you're lacking in many ways or that we acknowledge or that I acknowledge that I'm insecure and, and lacking in many ways. One of the beautiful things about that statement alone is that it's a good first step because it acknowledges the truth. <laughs> the, the reason why you feel like you're lacking is because you are on your own strength, on your own ability, on your own thoughts, on your own emotions. Yes, you are lacking. I lack but may it not just end there because what the enemy, we have an enemy and what he wants to do is prevent us from being effective for what the Lord wants to do in and through us. We have an enemy that wants us not to find our identity in, in our creator, savior, sustainer, the, our creator who created everything with, with a plan and purpose that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. A creator who is personal. That's not just a abstract thought or concept, but a creator that is actively in pursuit of your heart and my heart, actively working in the brokenness, creating a color out of it. Because he is not only a creator, but he is a redeemer. He, 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 at the end of the day, he has power. Like David says, he has power that we can put our hope in. He has security that we can put our hope in. That, that when everything is, is feeling like waves within us and around us, that our God is constant. He is firm. He is secure. There's nothing that can rob him of that. Yes, I am lacking. But may that be an invitation instead of allowing the enemy to say, yeah, you lack, to instead say, okay, Lord, I want to see myself through your eyes. Lord, help me know, for one, who you are. And let me know why I'm here. 
Lord, you have a plan and purpose for me that goes far beyond anything this world or even my own thoughts or emotions can tell me. So what does your word say? What does your word say, not only about you, but of me? And, and, and a creator will always create with a purpose. So Lord, help me see a purpose that goes beyond myself and what I can produce. Lord, show me what you can do. Show me your power. Show me your truth. Show me your goodness. So after, after having this prayer um, with, with a friend that prayed over me and just being reminded, wow, Lord, it is only by you that I can do anything. Lord, help me help that be what keeps me secure. Fill me with your fullness. I, I, I just had that time of reading this psalm and and, and these are some of the words that I wrote down. And again, I, I pray that you don't just hear my words, but that these that these that this becomes a prayer within you as well. And, and I just wrote this. I said, Lord, my God, you are the God of hope, salvation, security, communication, power, and unfailing love. And this all goes back to Psalm 62, uh, verse 5 to 6 and 11 to 12. And then I say this, lead me in your wisdom. Hold us, hold me secure. Grow and speak to me today. Forgive me for my rebellions and my shortcomings and the ways that I lack and my insecurities. Help me steward the time that you've given me well. Lord, I need you. Lord, grant me a deeper intimacy with you, a type of intimacy where everything else seems like utter throw up compared to you. And I was just thinking in this moment of of just like, oh man, there's so many ways that I know that I lack and that I know that, you know, like I am not secure and that I am not, you know, I am not free and that I am not, you know, I'm not as strong as maybe people think that I am. There's so many ways that, that I feel that. But at the end of the day, Lord, help everything else but you and your truth be like throw up. <laughs> I was just saying, Lord, I just, I just want to focus on you. I just want to focus on you. Lord, show me your fullness. I said, Lord, help me that everything else looks like utter throw up compared to you. Oh God, I fill myself with so much crap. Empty me, wash my heart and mind. Purify me as you are purity from the inside out. And then I go on to kind of reflect on, on my friend that was praying over me. And I said, you know, Lord, when, when my friend was praying over me earlier today, he prayed for an overwhelming sense of boldness and a burden for you and the lost. Lord, help this be true. Help me minister and live not by my own strength or boldness, but in you and you alone. All I have is all that you are. My only desire and my sole ambition is to love you as you love me. And so again, I read all that not to not, not to pump myself up, but just to invite you into just this, this moment of transparency that we can rest and be patient, placing our hope in the Lord, looking to the Lord as our salvation and our hope and our, and our fortress and as the epitome of power and love. We can look to him when we realize, Lord, it is you that fills us. So here's some verses the Lord highlighted to me. Um, a couple of the verses is found in Colossians 2, verse 9 through 10. As I read these verses, I just pray that it washes over you. You are not what you have done. You are not what you can't do. But you are who your creator, savior, and sustainer says that you are. And so this is what Colossians 2, verse 9 to 10. Paul says this, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in the human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is head over every ruler and authority. Paul is saying, the moment that you say, Lord, I can't do this, 
that on my own, I am dead in my sin and my rebellion towards you. God, I want an intimacy with you that I know that I can't produce on my own works or my own abilities or my own, uh, uh, you know, thoughts or being. But Lord, that I know that the only way that I can have an intimacy with you is through surrender to what your son, Jesus, did on the cross. That he gave his life, the epitome of purity, became impure. He took on my impurity in order for me that when you look at me, God, you don't see me and what I lack. You see Christ and his fullness within me. That my identity is in Christ and no longer on myself and my own ability. So, so Paul says, in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you, those who have surrendered to Christ, saying, Lord, I am yours. Forgive me. I, I accept you as Lord of my life. Jesus, you are Lord of my life. You and you alone. Not my talents, not my strengths, not my abilities, not the things I have, not the relationships in my life, but you and you alone have full just custody over me. Lord, I am yours. Use me, grow me, mold me into your plan and purpose. So he says that when we do that, all of God's fullness through Christ becomes accessible to us. So we are full by his fullness. Another, another verse that, that, that the Lord stood out to me was Ephesians 4, verse 1 through 3. And this is what Paul says. He says, therefore, I, a prisoner of serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. And then, of course, the question is, what is the calling? For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. The, 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 the love that Paul is saying that the, the church in Ephesus has isn't a love by their own love or their own strength, but it's because they are filled with the love of Christ. That as they surrender to the love of Christ, that the Holy Spirit working within their hearts helps them love others as he has loved. This applies to us as well. Paul's prayer for you and for me, and inspired by the Holy Spirit, his prayer is that, look, I beg you to live the life that God has given you to live. And that's not a life that is centered around you and your own, what you lack, but it's centered around God and his fullness. Just like my, pray, my, my friend prayed over me, Lord, help when Jonah sees himself and thinks about himself and all of his thoughts and emotions, help it not be wrapped up in what he lacks, but help it be wrapped up in you and what you offer and your strength and your boldness. And then I wanted to end with this. This is Ephesians 3, verse 12. He says this, because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Paul is writing from prison to the church. He goes on to say this. When I think of all this, okay, when I think of all this, all what? Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So, okay, because of you, Jesus, and our faith in you, not our faith in our own ability, but our faith in what you have done, because of that, we have a boldness that nothing else can take away, a boldness that we can approach you, God. We can approach you and, and say, Lord, this is my heart. This is where I lack. And know that it's okay to do that and that you will respond to us. So when I think of all this, verse 14, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. 
I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he would empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Again, not, not you know, as you get better as a person that your love will grow. No, not that. But as you find your strength, find your identity in Christ, that his love will make a, make a home in, his, in our hearts and that will keep us strong, that his love will keep us strong. And he goes on in verse 18 to say this, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. He goes on verse 19 to say, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great for us to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Heavy heart, I felt just very led to share with you what the Lord has been putting on my heart. That if, if you today are, are saying, you know what, my heart is heavy over the things that I am lacking in. My heart is heavy over my insecurities, over my fears, over my worries, over my hurts, over my, my, my brokenness. Maybe there's something that's been done to you. Maybe there's something that, that you just feel like lacking. Maybe there's a loneliness that you just feel that's heavy over you right now. Whatever it is that you feel like you are lacking in, heavy heart. My prayer for you, and I feel like God's prayer for you and for us, is that we would come to him and say, Lord, fill me with your fullness in the ways that I lack. Because at the end of the day, Lord, I am nothing without you. So heavy heart, if you feel like you're lacking today, you are. But we have a God who is not lacking. And may we not doubt him. May we look to his word and invite him through humility and prayer not for anybody else, not for anything else, but just saying, Lord, I invite you, Lord, fill me, help me discover you through your word and help me surrender myself today. Lord, it is by your fullness that we are filled. Heavy heart, it is by the fullness of our God, of our creator, savior, sustainer, that you are filled, that I am filled. At the end of the day, my insecurities won't have the final word. Because, Lord, you are capable of doing a work and wonder within my life in the ways that I lack. And so at the end of the day, all glory goes back to the one who gave us the strength, gave us the love, gave us the ability to be who he's created us to be. So anything good in me, it's, it's, it's not of me, it's of Christ. And likewise, I pray that, that, that you today can just rest, rest in that, in that security, like David says in, in, in the psalm. Just rest in that security saying, Lord, you are my hope. You are my fortress. You are my salvation. You are all power. You are all unfailing love. So Lord, I look to you. So I just want to just invite you into prayer right now. So Lord God, just please fill us by your fullness. Lord, you know the hearts of, of those that are listening or watching this right now. Lord, you know my heart, the heart of, of the man who is speaking right now. You know the ways that I lack. So Lord, please fill me with your fullness. Fill us with your fullness. Lord, may we not give in to the lies of the enemy of, of, of just the, the brokenness that just yells to us and says, no, 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 no. You, you're, you're not strong. You're not, you, you're not courageous. You're not bold. You're not. At the end of the day, 
There is truth to that, but that doesn't have to have the final word. On my own, I'm nothing, but with you, Lord, I have everything. So, Lord, I look to you. Lord, lead those, no matter what they are going through in their lives right now. Help them discover you in this chaos. Because at the end of the day, Lord, you are the only color to this life. And when we look to produce color on our own, Lord, we, we give up. I can't do this on my own. So, Lord, I look to you. Thank you, Lord, that in you there is fullness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Help us just drink from you today. We need you, Lord. We're nothing without you. Lord, for those that, are, that, that struggle with maybe finding time to, to remind themselves of the truth of your word and who they are in you, Lord, for those that, that it's hard for them to, to just take that time and to give to you in that silence, Lord, will you please help us get rid of any distraction within our life that is preventing us from becoming just more alive in you. Lord, you are a strength. You are a song. You are a fortress. We need you, Lord. Just use the chaos in our life, Lord, for us to get on our knees and cry out to you who can produce that silence that we long for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's in your name we pray and we surrender, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It's an honor every single week to be here, to be able to talk and speak with you. Please feel free if you're watching, leave a comment. Let me know what the, what the Lord has been showing you or, 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 or even prayers that, that you've been having. And, and I would love to be a part of your journey. You can email me at talkcolorinchaos, all one word, talkcolorinchaos at gmail.com. You can email me. I would love to hear, hear what's on your thought or any questions you may have. You are so, so, so loved. And thank you. Thank you, God. May we thank God that in his fullness, we are filled. And where we lack, he is strong. God bless you. I pray you have a great week. I look forward to talking to you next week. Next week, Lord willing, we'll have one of my good friends uh, on this podcast. And we're uh, going to have some time just interviewing one another and talking with one another. So I'm really looking forward to that time. So uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you next week. And uh, God bless you. I'll talk to you soon. See you.